tap your mic. Yeah, we're good. Okay, two minutes in. Welcome to Lisa. Wait, no. Oh gosh, bless it. Clap and then wait you three clap. seconds. Welcome to Lisa Beats Your Meat, episode 12? Uh, 13? No. No, 12, 12, 12. 12. Dozen. Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen. Wait, no, that's 13 is Baker's Dozen. Wait, this is episode 13? 12. So that's just a regular dozen. Is that, what's a, a Baker's, baker's dozen? dozen is 13. Okay, episode they, like, 12. Throw an extra, oh my God, here's our shot. Let's do it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah. That was extra spicy. That teaspoon of Jack Daniels went down smooth. Woo! Amen. All right. Um, today's episode is, it's, I'm excited. It's interesting. It, you should be excited. Yeah. This is the rest of your life. It is. So Jimmy read a, read a book. Several. Um, okay. About living to 100. Apparently there's a couple zones around the world that these people live to 100. Not just live to 100. They they're healthy vibrant. at 100. They're vibrant and they're they're amazing and they live well into their 100 centenarians. Is that yes. how you pronounce it? Yes, well done. Centenarians. Anyway, so this episode, we are going to give you our synthesis of these readings and we're going to give you the top five ways to reach 100. Diet, Obviously, is going to be a large portion of that. Yeah. But there's a couple other ways to reach 100. Yeah. So um, there's several cultures in the history of the world that science has studied. Yeah. That are centenarians. Incredible lifespans and have an abnormal amount of centenarians. Really? Which is uh, people who live beyond 100, if is, you could guess that. Is one of the ways by interrupting you? Because actually, I forgot. We're going to go over food first. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I was kind of giving you that eye. So Sorry, I didn't. I was not on the same page. So at what all. does a thirtytarian eat? Thirtytarian. So I like to give you a rundown of what we've eaten in the past couple of days because I feel like that's the hardest part about being a vegan. Trentatarian. Trentatarian. Trente. Vente. No. Trente. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. Anyways, um, I think the hardest part about becoming a vegan is. Getting the food down pat, like we can have a vegan meal, but you're not going, that doesn't make you a vegan. So um, today is Wednesday and uh, I'm going to start with Sunday. So Sunday I made a red sauce that had, it was like a meat sauce, but instead of using meat or instead of using those frozen crumbles that you can get from basically any uh, grocery store, I use that textured vegetable protein that I've talked about before. Super cheap. Uh, I mean, like, really cheap. So, and it acts just like that, the, like, Morningstar crumbles. And I put that in with some mushrooms and made, like, a marinara sauce. And it, like, cooked all day. It made the house smell amazing. And as per my request, I was not served this until the following day. That's true. Because it was pasta amazing. always tastes better the next day. But on Sunday night, You're I welcome. served this. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, Sunday night, I served this over spaghetti squash. Uh, which is like, if you've never made a spaghetti squash, it's super cool. You like bake it, like cut it in half and bake it in the oven and then shred it and it looks like spaghetti. What do you I, shred it with? Like a fork. It lit, it's like magic. It yeah, goes in like the oven. like a mechanism? No, it goes in the oven and then you, like 30 minutes and it comes out and you just like tear it up and it's like spaghetti. How do you eat it if you don't tear it up? Uh, it, it just tears up like normally. From being heat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like stringy. It's cool. Okay, I thought you did something to do it to make it no. spaghetti esque. Nope. It's like God and God was like, "This is spaghetti. <laughs> this is this the, is my natural the, spaghetti, the nectar of spaghetti." Yep. So um, we had that, and then I didn't have enough spaghetti squash to last me the rest of the or the next day. So I put it with some whole wheat noodles, mm -hmm. and uh, you had that for lunch. And yeah, it does get better the next day. Two Pasta days in a row. is always better the next day. Um, so then on Monday, Monday night, Jimmy and I and a couple of our friends went to this bar uh, in Columbus called Oddfellows. And on Monday, they do a vegan thing. And it was 
so good. We yeah. had nachos, like loaded nachos, which not healthy, um, but it was you, we're going out, you know. No, I think like, I think one thing that I feared as a vegan, which is finally being satisfied, is that opportunity to just kind of go nuts. Yeah, um, we went nuts. Uh, and this is new to me. That's the first time I've ever had vegan nachos. Those nachos, like, um, like they, loaded. Uh, I loved them. I want um, them right now. As a vegan, you don't. I mean, and we're we're advocating a whole foods, plant based diet. All those things that we talk about. But every um, but, once in a while, you gotta let loose. Yeah, and just to know that that opportunity is there, um, and it's in, it's there in a lot of places. We have to look for it. But, right. So um, we had loaded nachos. We had a grilled cheese. Oh my gosh, that grilled cheese! It was really good. Um, and then we had a Vietnamese like what it, like ramen pho p h o bowls. Yeah, they some were tofu good. And it was pretty good. It was good, but it was it was like too healthy for what I was looking for. It, it would would have been better if it wasn't sitting next to a juicy grilled yeah. cheese sandwich and loaded nachos. Yeah, but it was good. Um, so that was Monday, and then yesterday. Uh, so yesterday, sometimes I have food fails. You know, oh, not, oh not you're not every, perfect? Not everything in my kitchen oh, turns wow. out correctly. And I was trying to make pizza, and I didn't want to use, like, a regular crust. Uh, so That was not a food fail. Well, it, tur- it turned out okay. The flavors were good, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't perfect. So I was trying not to use, like, a regular pizza dough, so I went to my raw route and tried to make, a, like, a, a seed and nut kind of crust. Uh, so I pulsed in a food processor walnuts and flax seeds and chia seeds and sunflower seeds with some garlic and salt and pepper and oregano. And then that turns into this, like, I don't know, it's like sand almost, like a gritty <laughs> sand. Why are you laughing? Sorry, it's, I had no, no idea, idea that was in there. If you had to make me guess what was in that, you know I would have gotten zero things right. God, I hide so much good stuff in your food. It was so good. Yeah. So I put that in the oven for 215, which is like the lowest setting my oven goes, for possibly six hours. That's what the internet told me to do. And I think maybe if I had some parchment paper underneath it, it would have worked. But when I went to go take it out, it just fell apart and crumbled. Some, I mean, like some parts came out in like big chunks, but for the most part, it just kind of crumbled. But um, I had a hungry husband and, you know, failure is not an option. So I just made do with what I had. I'm there for the flavor, son. Yeah. Not there for the displays. All right. So I took my crumbles. That's, that was a good one, it's right? It's a new rhyme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> um, I took my crumbles, <laughs> put them on a plate. Um, I put some pizza sauce and make sure when you're buying pizza sauce that it doesn't have a ton of sugar in it. The one that I got was, uh, just like a, re- it's like the least amount of ingredients was the best one. So I put the seed nut crumbly thing and then the sauce on top. And then I sauteed some mushrooms, um, and put a tomato that I grew in my backyard on top. Mm. And then it didn't look like it was like substantial enough. So I made some white bean puree. That's like my go-to if I don't have anything else to put yeah. in something. And then it I worked. put on top of that some fresh corn. And it was really good. It was really good, right? I enjoyed it yeah. immensely. So then, Regardless of it being pizza style or not, yeah, it all came together. It did. And then we had some kale salad. Um, that's like, oh, that's kale just, salad. Yeah, every day. Vegan? Um, and then today for lunch, or no, for dinner, we had, um, a, like I'd say it's like a Buddha bowl, but that's just like a very loose term I use. I'll admit, I was a little... Not into the Buddha bowl? No, it was good, but I thought I was getting a Buddha bowl. Right. Well, Buddha bowls to me are just a bunch of different... Like vegetables and stuff, and it's just a it's just a bowl. Okay. Just, that's like let's just call it a bowl. A bowl. Yeah. It was a bowl, which opens up a lot of territory. Yeah, I but guess. it was black rice. It was awesome. It was black rice, um, butternut squash, black beans, um, some radishes. Um, what else? I made an avocado cream. And mm. there's something else in there. Okay. Oh, the tofu. I made like a sofritos. Ah, it was like yes. a Mexican style bootable. It was good. It was good, right? Let's go full circle and end it with how easy it is to make things like this every day. It really was, though. Was I don't it? Know. I don't, I don't I know don't how to know. describe how to make it. Those are the conversations that I had. Oh, today. okay. 
But that's what we ate the past couple days. I'd like to give you some more insight on um, what we're eating. And some, actually, one of Jimmy's former students gave me an idea, and she said she needed to know what kind of ingredients to buy. So I think the next episode, we're just, I'm just going to, we're going to go to the grocery store. We're just going to take you. We'll bring the mics. Yeah, we will. Because honest to God, like, Whatever I'm making, and I'm sure other people out there do the same thing, my menu for the week might change. I buy the exact same thing at the grocery store every single week. That's, I've heard that from more than one person. So A shout-out to Monica. She's yeah. one of my favorite students ever. It's That's been a awesome. long time. So. Um, All right. Well, that was my piece. We'll teach her how to live to be 100. Let's talk about it. Five ways to live to 100 according yeah. to Lisa Beats Your Meat. Well, so I've always been fascinated with this. I don't know why, but... Uh, my sister, I have a couple of them. Which one? You have like a thousand. Yeah, a thousand. I have six sisters, but um, the one below me, Megan, who is a super fan of the show. Just kidding. <laughs> Hopefully she hears this someday. She's probably like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. Uh, she doesn't remember this probably, but we made a bet when we were kids that I was going to live to 100. She was like, you're not going to live to 100. Okay. I was like, no, I'll bet you $5. So we wrote it down on a notepad. We had, like, documentation. But it, it didn't occur to me till several years mm-hmm. later that there's no way to justify this right. debate or argument or debt. Right. If what I if you, lose... What if you die? I can't. I mean, maybe under a rock somewhere I would have left her $5. But You should do that. Anywho, I've thought about this for a long time. Um, that you want and, to live to 100? Yeah. And then I, I, I distinctly remember my 21st birthday sitting at a bar... Telling everyone I was going to live to be 100. But <laughs> my argument, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, but my argument was that Do science you want to know about my is going birthday? to bring us to 100. Just and um, not my health. It was just going to be technology was going to take over and we would live forever. You'd have like a robot body and like your head would be sitting in like a water tank? Yeah, we all would. Okay. Not, not. Not quite like that. Right. But the science would find a way to cure all of our diseases and it. make sure we would be healthy. But, but little did I know that in my 30s, I would find... The fountain of youth. Yeah, literally. There's yep. people that consider... I mean, the fountain of youth is like a mythological thing that's happened for so long, but it actually exists. No, it's it's Botox. There. <laughs> Well, physically. I, I get it like every six months. I don't know months. what any of these cultures look like. but Just you, kidding. Keep going. You look pretty good for 22. Uh, <laughs> but there are cultures where people live to 100 comfortably. Like 100 would be our like 60. Okay. I feel like when we hit 60 in our Western world. That's their 100. That's our, yeah, that's, that's our downhill. You're on the way yeah. out. Um, I don't, expect today? some kind of like. Crippling disease, you have to retire, you can't work anymore, ride it out. Can I give a shout out? Today is my mom's birthday. Amen. She has been a vegan for many years. She is 68 and she's she's pretty badass. She looks pretty good for age. She just got hit on. She went into a bar and she got hit on at like a like a like a hole in the wall bar. Well, men don't always um, tell the ladies what we talk about, but there's a little word on the street that your mom's kind of hot. That's bizarre. And but if, that's if, cool. If any of my friends knew she was that age, she'd she'd get like 20 extra points. Really? But that's yeah, awesome. she's she comes to parties. She hangs out. She does. It's cool. Do you? I've talked about this. Do you know my mom is seven years older than my dad? Yeah, that's that's quite a gap. Yeah, she knew what was up. She robbed the cradle. Well, she knew that she made him vegan, but she had a seven-year head start, so now they're even. Maybe. Oh, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Five reasons why you'd live to 100 at start. Number one. Can I talk about the cultures? No, I don't, I don't want to know about cultures. What is this, anthropology? I have to set it up. Where, where am I getting this information? So there's, From a book, there, right? There's several cultures From that have um, tremendous amount of people, like disproportionate amount of people that live way beyond 100. And right. they are called cent- centenarians. She pronounces this better than me. And super centenarians. Those are 200-year-olds? That's 110. <laughs> um, the problem with this is that some of these cultures... All right, so that, that's number one. Number one. Number one. Your five things. What is it? Um, in some cultures, not ours, not Western society, 
Um, we have a couple Denmark listeners. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to this is from some kind of Western society. Um, we don't revere the old. Okay. We don't look at being old as a status. Being cool. We see it as something. I mean, so a like lot of the people are really like, old. Yeah, people like get into their fifties and sixties. We respect them. Right. A lot of times, they have the most money, the most power. There are bosses, there are managers. But we don't revere them as. No, we don't like. We're not jealous of their age. We're not like I, I can't wait until I'm sixty-five right. years old. Okay. Um, there's cultures where that is the thing. Okay. Um, and a lot of them that we're going to talk about tonight are. It's hard to tell how old these people are because we. How old are you, Lisa? Well, I can say that my physical age is 32. Oh. My, my mental age is probably like, I'd say I'm like 19. You're 32? Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. you were 31. Um, Am I 30? No, I'm 32, right? I don't know. I think I'm 32. Yeah, you're 32. I'm 32. But a lot of women would lie about that, and you might someday. No, no, I have like a, a different idea about age, because I feel like if you look good... Uh, not saying that I look good, but if you like keep your shit together you and you're like older, then it's kind of like, yeah, you like, brag it, about it. yeah, like it, it's like, it makes you looking good even better. Yeah. You know? I've had like, gray hair since I was 22. I'm always <laughs> like, guess how old I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of the same. <laughs> but you would agree that in general, people lie that they're younger mm-hmm. in our culture. Um, yeah. well, these cultures that live well beyond their hundred years of age. They revere. It's the opposite. They lie up. So think about that like mind shift that you yeah. are in the in, in an environment where you're gonna lie that you're older. Yeah. That's, that's bizarre. Weird. Yeah. That's insane. Well, does it hit after like one hundred though, you know? It's well, that's the problem is once you hit a hundred, there's not a lot of cultures besides ours, American culture, that actually kept track that long. So we don't know how old these people are. No, we don't. Um, actual, like, provable, statistical age limit, I think the highest ever is, like, 122. Interesting. But in our culture? 122? No, in their not culture. in our culture. In the world. 122. Like the whole entire world. That's like, that's like a turtle, you know? What are those well, no, turtles these, that live long? But these people Jeez. laugh at that. And they're like, I'm actually 300 years old. <laughs> Not that, but they claim in their 140s, 150s, 160s. 160s. Yeah, they claim that. But there's no way to prove that because 160 years ago, there was no birth right. records. I want to live um, to 160. But 160 or 120 or 110, either way, anyone cool. who's claiming that is like, even if they're 90. Prancing yeah. around talking about it. Right. Like they're up and at them. So. Um, Active. One of the reasons that I am a vegan is because I want to live a long, comfortable you life. Megan and the bet. Yeah, I want, I want to get that $5. That's right. I, I don't know. We well, with interest. We didn't write that in. Wouldn't it probably be, you know, probably be like $7 to $10. <laughs> I'm pretty sure with like cost of living uh-huh. and. You gotta throw that in. She probably doesn't even remember this, but yeah, she's way. probably listening. Like, what the fuck is when he I hit a hundred? I want five dollars. All right, real five dollars. All right, so they revere um, so their elders. Going back to the base here, there's four cultures that have been studied. So, Abkhazia is in Western Russia. Russia. Shares Russia. Um, which Svetlana. Hopefully, he's friends with us soon. But um, the Abkhazians live near Georgia. They're very isolated. They're very um, I don't know, rural, they're very non, um, new age. I, they, they, they haven't like really, they haven't really, tribe. Yeah, they haven't really touched society yet. Okay. Um, and they have a tremendous amount of centenarians. Okay. Who else? Um, and they live at a high elevation, they're active. Um, even if there's any doubt how old they are, um, it's it's clear that they actually. So you know how they got on the map? There was a yogurt commercial back in like the eighties or nineties that said, "Hey, look at these guys are the oldest people um, in the whole entire world, yeah. and, they, and they eat yogurt." There but do a, they eat yogurt? No, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they fermented goat milk. We'll okay. talk about that when we get to diet. It's like but kind of like yogurt. They eat a little bit of it. It's they like uh, they tiny, weren't eating Dannon yogurt. I can tell you that. No, much. but it was either Dannon or one of those. 
early yogurt companies that you play that put this on a commercial and that's how the the adaptations got their credibility but they've been studied by science and they're really hard to study uh because how off the chart they right. are and out the so we get adaptations yes the okinawas are in japan i know that's the last one. Oh my god uh, can you vilcabambas okay vilcabambas in ecuador um they live an insane lifespan almost everybody uh, the hunzas Northern Pakistan, and then the Okinawans, which if you have ever looked at any of this, they are the go-to. The Okinawa. Okinawa. It's a fun word to say. Okinawa. Okinawa. They're the most modern, and actually they've been in the news lately um, because they are southern Japan, and if you have not turned on the TV lately, we're not in the best terms with North Korea. Yeah. And... Um, North Korea has been threatening Guam, which is one of our Is that next to Okinawa? Yes. And Okinawa has 50,000 U.S. soldiers on <gasps> Don't it. Don't kill the Okinawas. Well, we, super old. we are killing them. How? With diet. Okay. Could you but, hear that? With diet. But you, but that goes sorry, against. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll get to that. Living, we'll get to that. Are you saying that the Okinawa's diet is changing? Their diet is changing, yes. Okay. Because of U.S. intervention. U.S. Um, so We're always fucking shit up. Nah. I mean, we it's, really it's are. culture. We you can really make your own decisions. So the these, Western these culture. four cars, the Aptasians, the Vilcabambas, the Hunzas, and the Okinawas the are the, the long. They have the most centenarians and super centenarians of any cultures in the history of science and the history of anybody studying this. Okay. And if you want to live to 100 and beyond it, why wouldn't you look to these cultures for some kind of motivation? We are. And it's not just the way Americans live to 80. Our lifespan is in the 70s. If you have a grandpa or a grandma in their 80s, like, great, they've done well. Ask them what they're doing. But in reality, that's, that's nothing compared to these four cultures. They're still, like, working. Yeah, they're, they're still they're, hitting it. They're walking up mountains. They're swimming in lakes in the winter. Um, they're working every day, sun well, up to sundown. I have they're to happy, say that the happiest, oldest people I know are super active. You have to be. My parents are both retired. Uh, my mom is; she turned sixty-eight. My dad's sixty-one, and they are both. They work way harder than me. Oh, yeah, like, probably. Like, they, they, they probably argue like physically they work harder probably than they did in their real careers. Oh, for sure. Like my dad works sun up to sundown, and he's he could like he could beat ass still. <laughs> like I feel like he like, like how sun no, no like um <laughs> him and my brother like my family's very active I feel and my brother and him did a like a a race a couple years ago and I remember my brother going into it being like I don't know if dad's gonna be able to like make it he's like fifty plus that was probably when he was like fifty five or something. And um, my brother telling me beforehand, like, I'm kind of nervous that dad's not going to be able to do this. And after the race, he was like, dad fucking kept up. Like, he was, like, with us. He beat other on, people much younger than I went him. on a 10-mile hike with your dad last year with 30-year-olds. And he was just like, you guys okay? Yeah. Like, he's a rock star. Well. Um, that's diet and active. Well, let's talk about the next reason he's how you can active. live to 100. <laughs> Being active. <laughs> Being active was number two. So you got to move your body once in a while, right? All the time. What were the type of activities that these people were doing? Is, well, are they going to a lot of them P90X? Were, they, were like, they were hill cultures, like, like up and down hills. And anyone that's gone to study them has noticed that they can't keep up with them. Okay. Even like marathon runners and people that are used to studying... Um, like anthropologists that are used mm-hmm. to chasing people around up and down hills. Um, I think the Aptasians actually, um, they are hired the most to help people climb. Mountains. Um, the mountain. What's the highest mountain? Mount Everest. Mount Everest. So the Aptasians are hired to help climb that because they're just like, whatevs. They're like, oh, like, I did that this morning. Yeah, it's, it's something that they've been built and raised to do. Or we as Americans, we have to kind of convince ourselves to exercise. Yeah. And today I was It's doing, like a bear. Yeah. I was doing professional development today as a teacher, and I sat in a chair for eight hours, and I was like, oh, man, Sucks. I got to 
had to ride a bike. I got to run up some stairs. I got to do something. But I had to convince myself because I didn't have to earn that eight hours yeah. physically, maybe mentally, but we're a service industry. We're a, a country now that doesn't. We don't need to work we out. We don't work for our. Yeah. Our dollars. That's, that's funny because um, we're no da- or we're no exercise experts. Uh, we're not experts on anything. No, BGX. keep that in mind. We're just telling you how we do things. Uh-huh. And- um, but today I did not work out like a like a like a regular regiment, but I did do things that are active. And two o'clock rolled around, and oops, two o'clock rolled around, and I was like dead tired. And it was when I could have worked out. My baby was going to sleep, and I was like, I don't have it in me. I'm dead tired. And I was like, why am I so tired? I didn't even work out. And then it dawned on me, like, I went on, like, a two-and-a-half-mile walk with my dog, which I do every day. But I didn't consider that, like, you know, like, walking my dog with the stroller. Yeah. It's, It's tiresome, but it's not, like, I went to the gym or whatever. And then in our basement, we were redoing our basement. So I was like cleaning up and doing a bunch of stuff down there. And it was a little bit of manual labor and it count, it like made me tired. And I was like, oh, I forgot. I did kind of work out. You did. Like it was like physical, it was physical labor, but it wasn't working out per se. And it, it made me more tired than any other workout. (laughs) So, so staying active. Just moving. Move your body. And not that we, we don't need to go into this too in depth because I think maybe another podcast would be better for explaining um, exercising and uh, the vegan diet because it's not that necessary to go crazy on working out if you're eating such a wonderful diet. Um, And this is people work out for different reasons, you know. Some people like to work out and like to work out hard. And that's but the diet can be your workout. But if you're if you're looking to be a vegan, um, maybe say you're looking to lose weight. You know, if you adopt a vegan lifestyle, you don't need to hit the gym for three hours a day. You can literally hit the gym for like fifteen. Yeah, minutes d- a day. it depends what you want. Yeah, and if you want to be thinner, trimmer, and have more energy, if that's why you're working out, then yeah, you don't need to be in the gym three no. hours a day. So, if you want rippling biceps and a and giant six pack and huge muscle muscle and you're a fighter or something, right. then yeah, and you yeah. may have to go above and beyond. But if you're just like the regular American that just you wants just to be want healthy, to live a healthy lifestyle, trim, you want to stand up and feel comfortable, you want to climb out of bed comfortably, like yeah. So we'll get into that, but we're just saying that like being active is not just working out. It's also being at, you know, gardening or walking your dog or taking care of a baby. It's actually really difficult. Uh, yeah. you know, those kind of things can be just as active and just as beneficial for your body than going to there was, uh, the gym. The professional development that I was at today had 200 people at it and one woman didn't sit down. She stood really? the whole time. Now, I'm not going to advocate for that because the whole weird. time it was, like, uncomfortable and weird. But that's a good idea. But I think in the back of her head, she was like, you know what? I have wasted this, time. This I might thing. as well use it. This is my thing. It's a waste of time. I'm, I'm looking at a PowerPoint. I'll just stand up the whole time. That's a good and that's, idea. And it's, it's a workout. But I will not recommend that because the whole time I was like, look at this bitch. That would, like, make me nervous if yeah, she's standing was, up. It was annoying. I have... Um, I have exercise like anxiety. Like if Jimmy gets to work out and I don't, I get really pissed. Yeah, well, you've made it a lifestyle. Yeah, and that's that's what's going to be next. All right, let's let's get back to our people. Okay, Sorry. so we were one was revere your elders. Two was being active. Number three, what was it? I'm under pressure now. It was literally five things. Five things. Yes. Um, well, we're gonna save diet for the end, right? Okay. Um, Hmm. Jesus, I didn't even read the book, and I remember this being <laughs> social. Oh was yes, number Thank three. You. Um, social apparently, um, scientifically equates to mortality and happiness. Yeah. obviously, happiness that's easy to. I read that if being lonely is equal to fourteen cigarettes a day. I I, I don't doubt it. It suck. That would suck being lonely. Lonely That's like the really, worst. It is, but it, I guess it, be, it, it might it overtakes people. I think it does because they get depression and things it. like that. It becomes like a mental thing where you're kind of consumed and taken over, and then. It's hard to break social. out of that. It is, it, and that's what I think that older people don't 
um, necessarily do. My grandmother, my grandmother, my father's side passed away two years ago. And I don't know if I would call her lonely, but she was not social. And that's not good when you're older. You gotta stay social. You gotta. That's part I mean, of it. Not I just mean, your family members. You gotta branch out to like friends. Well, you that's know? the problem. If you're gonna live to 100, you're, you're going to lose some family members. Well, you got to adapt to that. You're going to lose perhaps a spouse. You're going to lose parents. You're going to lose kids. As you but get older, you're going to lose people. And you have to is. be ready to interact with other folks. To Yes, and that sucks to lose these people. But you should also keep in mind that living life and being on this side of the ground is a gift and is the best thing ever. And you should understand that when you lay your head on the you know your pillow even if you've got no one you're still here and you're still breathing and it's a good and like, there's that's people a good thing. all around you yeah and you want to interact adapt, with you too it's adaptability i feel so yeah when you get old when you're 100 i guarantee there's not going to be that many people around you but you've got to <laughs> learn to adapt to you know uh, new people and being social being social is big. Yeah. That's why I advocate drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, Maybe a, a glass of red wine. No, yeah. But the last couple of books I read that have been on diet have laced that in there. Um, but social aspects and social like just lifestyles do yeah. come from a lot of things they come from either drinking or maybe exercise right. or faith and yeah. church like there's a things lot of are ways gonna to put be you around other people with like-minded experiences right. and whether it's going to a bar or going to a gym or going to a church um yeah it doesn't have to be there's drinking, 15 I'm other saying. things i could rattle off they're there right but some people just get so I don't know. It's, I, I can't judge what it's like to be social in your 60s. Um, we're, I don't we're know. My mom's there. the most, she's like, she's more friends than I do. Yeah, she's she's busy. She's she's too busy for me. Yeah. I've asked her to babysit the last five times and she's denied me. But these cultures that have been studied have all shown that there's a tremendous amount of social aspects. Like open door, insane hospitality. Bingo. Um, friendship. Not bingo. <gasps> Maybe know, bingo. Do you know that old people uh, are getting it on? Oh, my gosh. Psychology you know teacher Lisa. Sorry. Would I like did. chime in with her. It STD wasn't psychology. Talk. It was sociology. Socio- I was shocked by this. But old people have, like, the highest rate of STDs because they're all getting it on in the nursing homes. Social, baby. Yeah. Well, like, um, I don't know. It makes sense. You know, like. Well, especially if their their things are still working. Yo, they must be vegans. Yeah. If so, you haven't listened to episode 10. If their things are still working and they're all, like, in a home together. It seems like if you get into a nursing home, like, I used to work in a nursing home, and there was three levels. There was independent living, which was just you lived in an apartment, like, by yourself, um, but you... It was, like, on a campus. And then there was assisted living, which was, like, I kind of need some help. And then there was healthcare, And healthcare was, like, I really need, like, attention all the time. But the independent living and the assisted living, it seemed like, um, it seemed like that was just, like, a, like a dorm room. Like, it was, like, like, a fun, cool community. All right. Well, anyways, let's bang out some numbers here. Okay. Um, so there's these four, these four cultures that... The Aptasians, um, the Vilcabambas, the Hunzas, and the Okinawans. The Okinawans are the most modern um, yeah. society, and they've actually been studied deeply right. Right. by modern science. Um, the rest of them, it's kind of hard to study them where they're located and their sporadic cultures, but the Okinawans are very understandable. So here's some, here's some numbers. Um, they have 15% of the world centenarians. Okay. 15%. All right. And they make up 0.0001% so of like the world's population. Han are really old people there. It, and make up 0.0001% of the population. I get it. Small, small population. Uh, super centenarians. Um, Those are 200 year olds. 110. They also lead on that. Um, in any culture, Per capita, they have the lowest population of cancer, stroke, and heart disease. Okay. So this ties us back to what we've been talking about. Heart disease, boners. Right. Mind you. 
Um, they don't have it. <laughs> they don't have cancer. <laughs> they don't have heart disease. They don't have stroke. Okay. And if they do, it's someone who's left their culture and come back with some kind of habits from a previous culture. Interesting. Um, breast cancer. Big thing we none. talk about in America. None. Teeny little bit. Um, six out of 100,000 Okinawans will have breast cancer. That's like none. Six out of eight, that's pretty much none. Uh, we're in America, it's, I think it's like one out of three. Um, a lot of people in America tie breast cancer and regular cancer to chemicals. Yeah. And pollution. Yeah, my mom used to tell me not to wear uh, antiperspirant. Yeah, there's a high amount of uh, people in Long Island that have breast cancer. Really? And uh, coastal cities that have breast cancer. So there's been a Shellfish. lot of studies that say Mercury. That, well, it's just pollution. Oh, gross. Um, but. That sucks. But. Move to the Midwest. The Okinawans are in a very polluted area. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're just, they're part of Japan. So they also have the fallout from nuclear bombs. Oh. Uh, more people died in the Battle of Okinawa than died in the bombings at Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Those are hard words. I, I Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I get it. More Those people died in the Battle of... I have more trouble saying Okinawa. Okinawa. Um, then died in those. So we talk about like the the heartache and the bloodshed. Were they like a hundred year olds fighting? <laughs> they like, probably oh, were. Give me my best shot. Uh, but then we set up a military base there, and we left. But we still have fifty thousand troops there. Um, but during the like the sixties, seventies, eighties, post World War Two, we kind of Americanized a lot of it, and a lot of the cultures, the younger cultures there, are living on Western diets, and we're seeing heart Changes. disease and cancer and blah blah blah. But anyways, these people are living in a place that's not that clean. Right. So it's so not conducive we, to living long. Yeah, we make the environmental are. argument um, these guys are living long okay. in, a, in a poor environment. Water's polluted, so on and so forth. I feel like you're really speeding me up here. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. We had a lesson plan. You're not following it. I wanted to talk about the Okinawans. You're just going on and on about Okinawa. Oh, all right. Well, I won't talk about everything, but two more things. Well, no, let's finish. Diet. It's um, diet time. That was the last thing, right? Wait, no, we had three. We did one, revering the old, two, being social, three, being, what was the third one? What we just social. talked about. No, that was being social. I'm active. missing. Active. Four was diet, and five is mindfulness. Yes. Damn. Is it right. diet time? Good. It's diet time. Right. That's what I was going to get at. Da-da-da. Um, our last episode, no, it was a couple episodes ago, we talked about man boobs. Moobies. Moobies. Um, the Okinawans, have who, again, tiny have moobies. 0.0001% of the world population, have the highest consumption of soy in the whole entire world. How's their movies looking? They don't have movies. They don't have movies. They eat a tremendous amount of uh, Goes to show tofu. you that soy does not give you man boobies. No, it doesn't. And it also is a great protein yeah. and a great healthy way to get the protein. So I was kind of surprised by that because I get that question a lot, and it's hard to defend it, but I just love the fact that these cultures... Eat it a lot. Now, can prove that that's a false statement. And again, all of these cultures, all four of these that we've talked about today are not vegan. Yeah. Um, they're mostly vegan. They're plant-based, meaning they're... That the majority of their food comes from plants. Well over the majority, like 95%. Should. I mean, yeah, if you're, like, the proof's in the pudding that maybe you shouldn't, or maybe you're not cool with adopting a vegan lifestyle. i am said this before, I'm vegan because I love animals and I would never want to eat them. Uh, in any capacity, but if you're looking from a strictly health aspect, uh, you cannot tell me that being vegan is not the like the best diet. You can't. Yeah. I don't know. You just can't. I don't know. If you can, then give us a call. Right. We'll put you on. Fight me. I'd love to have this conversation with Fight somebody. me, and then I'll get you in the ring, and I'll um, fight you. Because it's, it's like saying that I would advocate that a cigarette a week is not that bad for you. Well, it's probably not. It's probably not, but it's really hard to smoke one cigarette a week. Like, you get hooked, and you want more and more and more, and then they get better and better and better, and then your body starts to accept something that it doesn't really want. Um, 
So for me, it's easier to be vegan. Right. But I will not argue that, um, like, the Okinawan, Okinawans, Okinawa. they have fish a couple times a week. I'm not going to say that that's not cool. Right. You're 150. Diet, you shouldn't eat fish. From a diet standpoint. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what is the diet of these these 100 okay, yeah, centenarians? Let's, let's bring, this, is, this is what our show is about, what we're eating. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Jimmy's. Uh, Jimmy got iced earlier. I didn't. Oh, you didn't um, drink your ice? Where is it? I think it's in the fridge. I actually don't want you to drink it because I feel like you'll be hungover tomorrow if you drink it. They're Summer so time. sugary. They're the worst. Yeah, it's not going to help anybody. If um, anybody doesn't right. know what being iced means, it means if you get down on one knee and hand off a smearing off ice, that person has to drink it. And it's not a smearing off ice. And I did it, it to was, my husband. If you creatively present it, they, they must have consume to drink it. it in one gulp. But that's not a Smirnoff ice. So. What was it? I don't know. Oh, it was like, like a Bartles a, and James wine cooler. It was like a wine cooler. From like someone three left years over ago. from my, our house. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting off topic. Go on. Do they? Are they Six drinking wine? Six to seven wine servings of vegetables. Got it. Six to seven servings. I think we do that. Four to six servings of whole grain. Check. Got it done. Um, most of those vegetables are in season. And local. Freshly picked. Obviously local. So you want the freshest of the fresh. The fresher, the better. And right. that's what these cultures all share. They all live off the land. Um, they store for winter. They consume like 1% to 2% of their diet is dairy. Okay. A couple of them, none of it. And is that dairy? Those are from animals that they live around, right? Yeah, they live around. Uh, they have Tasians, it's goats. Um, the Okinawans, it's... Like a random celebration. There's n- no one's eating cheese. I'll tell you that. That's yeah. just w- some weird shit that we came up with in what, the Western uh, society. What are the Okinawa? Is it cows? Um, well, they yeah they. I don't think they have cows. One thing I read is that like every once in a while for like a celebration they will have like a pig. Oh, okay. not the dairy part, but they'll eat a pig. So they don't do dairy at all. I don't think they do dairy at all. Okay. The Aptasians and a couple of them have goats. They're on hills and stuff, and they, they ferment the goat milk and drink that. Okay. Um, but in general, it's a tiny part of any of their populations. But that's not rocket science. Like, it's just go back to our dairy episodes. This just shit you shouldn't be putting in your body. Right. Um, but um, be, be obviously... Moral of the story, lots of vegetables, lots of whole foods, lots of things that are fresh, lots of things that haven't been picked a long time ago. Um, but one thing that's very interesting, too, is that and the, and the uh, Okinawans kind of brag about this, is the amount of food that they eat. On average, they consume, as a culture, 1,900 calories a day. Is that a lot or a little? It's kind of a little. I mean, we consume in the 2000s, which isn't a ton more. Yeah. Um, but their thing is they they eat until they're about 80% full. And there's a scientific justification here. Like don't eat till your gills yes. first. And apparently it takes about 20 minutes-ish for your stomach to tell your brain, which is what's making your decisions, right. um, that it's full. And we've probably all experienced this. If you are eating and you run out of food and you, <laughs> it takes a while for you to get more of it, um, you get full. You're like, oh, wait, maybe I'm Never not that mind. hungry. I'm not hungry. But if it's in front of you, you just keep piling it in. You get to that point where you're like, oh, like I have to lay down. Yeah. Um, that means you've gone beyond that percentage. And the these people claim that they, they don't eat to full. And if you don't eat to full, which is something that it's hard for anyone to practice, um, eat to almost full, wait 20 minutes, and then if you're hungry again, then you're not full. Yeah. There's room in your stomach. It needs more nutrients. It needs more calories. It needs more um, protein or whatever to process. But that's but not something we're used to. That's hard to tell someone to do. All right. Portions. So what's, what's, what's five? Five is mindfulness. Ooh, yes. So it's kind of like a hippie-ish uh, concept. But if you end it, mindfulness is setting your mind to something and trying to attain it. And so if you're setting your mind to I'm going to be living to 100 or past 100 and then trying to attain it, that just act of trying to set your mind to something will then allow you 
to possibly live to 100. When you set your mind to something um, and like say, yeah, I'm like I want to live to 100 and then I've set my mind to it, the all other aspects that will help me lead to 100 get piggybacked on that like original thought. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I want to live to 100. Okay, that's cool. I also then like when I have a choice of what to eat, I that might be in the back of my mind about living to 100. Like that's yeah. like a background thought. Not just when that I'm, I want to, but I'm going to. Yeah. So like other aspects of your life then come together to give you that that oomph that you're going to obtain your goal. Well, anyway, uh, so mindfulness. It's a mindset that we as Americans don't really have. And no. it, it was kind of an eye-opener to, to me. I used to say I want to live to 100. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm in the mindset that I'm confident that I'm going to live to 100 and beyond, it changes the way I think. It changes. Because you, you think it because you embody it. It's not just like, oh, I wish I lived to 100. It's like, no, bitches. I'm living to 100. Yeah, and the I guess the diet thing is physically what you put in your body, but... Not like you said, not to get too hippy skippy, but mm-hmm. there is some mental capacity there, mm-hmm. and that's why people who stop working may, might die sooner because there's some mental shit that goes on. But yes. if, you, if your brain is telling you, "I'm nowhere near death," then mm-hmm. that actually carries on, and the, the, and this is not just us having some beers, having this conversation. This is proven scientific evidence that people who revere age and people have the mindset that I'm going to live to be in my hundreds actually do. Yeah. And they make those better decisions on the way. I'd like to make a thought, and then I'm done having thoughts. Bring it on. Um, Is that when I was pregnant, I had this realization that my body was not my own anymore, and it's... You mentioned that? Um... Like this baby inside of me kind of consumed my diet, consumed my activity level, consumed my sleep, consumed my thoughts, consumed everything about me. Uh, this little baby inside of me was just took control, and he's he still is. But once that kind of came over me, every everything that entered my body, all the food uh, that entered my body, and how I treated my body kind of changed how I felt. So it wasn't me feeding myself, it was me feeding my baby. And and when I thought about like that, it was like, oh, well, I'm only going to eat the best foods. I'm only going to do the best things because this is a precious little baby that I want the best for. When he was in you. When he was inside of me, yes. And it was like, I don't know, it was like when I would be going for, you know, like a... I say it was like a Sunday or something, and I had a choice of eating some bad food or whatever. Uh, it was easier for me to make a better choice about eating, knowing that this baby was inside of me, because it was like, I not just I'm, you, right? It's not just me. It's about caring for something else. And then once he got out, um, I think that's like a good mindset to have. Because you should only want the best for yourself, you know? Like, why did I switch up my diet habits when I was pregnant and then not one for myself? Like, I feel like in our culture, we kind of down on ourselves and we don't yeah. really, you know, revere ourselves. Uh, <laughs> That's like, all we got. Right. Well, but maybe just consider yourself as a precious little thing and you want the best for yourself like when you go to eat some bad food like that fucking meatball sub from walmart subway you know think about is that actually what should be going into my body to promote me to my hundreds or is is this something that i probably don't need you know so like once once that mindset kind of hit me it helped me a lot in figuring out should I eat this or should I not eat this? Every it, aspect d- it made of it, it very clear. That's that's a lot of pot talk Thursday. No, that's fine. I have not grown a child or anything inside my body. It's so mind blowing. Your perspective, I cannot well judge or critique. If there was a way that we could reduce, I'm, I'm not even going to say eliminate, but I'm convinced we could eliminate. But if there's a way we could reduce cancer, reduce heart disease, reduce stroke, resort reduce dementia, Alzheimer's by 90%. Yeah. And there was a commercial on TV for that, whether it would be a pill or some kind of magic diet you could go on, we would do it. We would do it. I think we would all do it. I'm doing it. 
It's real. It, there is. And the study of these cultures proves that. And it's out there. Um, but it's not profitable. Mm-hmm. Not something that anyone's interested in selling you that is for profit. The dairy industry, the meat industry, the U.S. government, any government, there's, there's no incentive. It's not that they're denying it. The no. U.N. actually is a great place it's, that, that justifies a lot of what we say. But in reality, there's no one, it's not that they're trying to make you sick or make you die. There's just no incentive for them to tell you otherwise. Right. Um, but it's out there. And hopefully, and that you're, is you're being vegan. It. Vegan is, I mean, that's Beaten it. Beaten meat. Getting rid of meat and dairy out of your diet. I just beat whole, meat. Beat the shit out of it. Okay. Eating whole plant food diet is really undeniably the way to live a long, healthy life. Not just live long, but live well. Live and well. And that's what I want. I want to slap Hashtag my sister in the face well. with my $5 contract someday and be like, I didn't only live to 100, but I walked upstairs, I drove my car here, and I'm a vibrant, very healthy 100-year-old with great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids. And... I'm Can we imagine about that. our children having children? I can't, but I know I'm going to be there to see it. Bob's going to have like and seven I'm, kids. I'm convinced from my mindset and my diet <gasps> He's and gonna my attitude and my lack of loneliness that that's all going to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, let's rein it back in. So this was a good one. So five ways to live to 100. One, revere your elders. Two, be social. Three, be active. Four, uh, be vegan. Uh, strictly, <laughs> strictly only eat Lisa Beats Your Meat recipes. Found at lisabeatsyourmeat.com. Um, no, you can have some meat, according to these studies. Um, and then five, mindfulness. Yes. That's a little hippie-ish, but I think it can go far. Mindfulness is pretty huge. Can Set we- your mind to something, and you will attain it. It's a mindset. Make it happen. It is. Fake it till it. you make it. Or just make it. Yeah. Um, and can we also celebrate 1,000? 1,000. We have 1,000 listeners. Over. Over. It's over. 1,000, not listeners, 1,000 downloads. Amen. We've had like 4,000 hits, so that's pretty cool. Keep listening. Um, yeah. We need subscribers. Please subscribe. Help us climb the chain of iTunes and whatever other outlets we're on, but... Mm-hmm. Um, subscriptions help us do that so yep subscribe and uh, next episode I think I literally want to take the mics to Kroger let's do it we're going we we have have the setup for travel okay it's travel time next episode I'm literally taking us to the let's high five even though no one can see us alright alright this has been Lisa Beats Your Meat episode Baker's Dozen or no we discussed that wasn't Baker's Dozen regular regular dozen. dozen Uh, that's great. We'll, uh, we'll see you again the next time. Adios. Thank you. There's a place where